Joanna and I together have made our first ever official Real Friends No Borders top 10 list for the year. Da, da, da. Da, 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 da. This was very scientific. An Excel spreadsheet was involved. Joanna can attest to this. Yeah. Independently, Joanna and I each sat down and made our list of the top 15 movies of the year that we loved, that we thought were the best, that moved us, that made us feel things, that pushed cinema. I loved what you said about Three Billboards, that pushed cinema forward, yeah. that made us yeah. think about movies in a different way or forced us to think about ourselves differently. Yeah. And interestingly, Interesting. our lists are very similar. But then there are some real differences. Um, but I wanted to start off with our honorable mentions because any top 10 list, you know, has to have six honorable mentions because we don't want to feel bad for leaving them out. <laughs> we are receiving an honorable mention from the Real Friends No Borders podcast, The Big Sick. Yep. I love that film. I thought it was beautifully written. I thought it was so human and so personal. And on, and on both of our lists, we ranked it the same. We did. So it definitely deserved a shout out. And it had, I think, some of the best performances of the year. I think Holly Hunter should have gotten an Oscar nomination this year. I think uh, I it was, it was, again, one of those visual hugs. Yes. He just felt good after. Yes, you did. Then, bringing it two superhero movies right in a row... Thor Ragnarok and Wonder Woman. Yep. And those both of those movies I think we both for sure liked. Oh yeah. It, Thor Ragnarok for sure made my honorable mention. Yes. And it was and just Woman, off my list. Yeah, yeah. And then Wonder Woman we both liked and both made our honorable mention. Exactly. Well the next two actually, we, we see things a little differently, Joanna and I. <laughs> but as this is our top ten list as a podcast. So this is a sense of who we are together as a media outlet. Our next, which, as many will remember, wound up on my disappointed list, but I'm proud to have it on our honorable mention list, is Okja. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and so, Joanna, tell me tell me about Okja. I just sincerely loved it. I loved the actors in it. Mm -hmm. I loved that damn pig. Oh my god, I love that pig. I loved it. And I, I just loved everyone in it. Um... I love their little relationship mm -hmm. um, with the young girl and the pig. I, I just, I love that director, and I, I really, I love what they were doing with it going right to Netflix. Yes, I thought that was profoundly like unique and exciting and daring. Yes, and I loved it. And I loved Tilda Swinton in it. I love Tilda Swinton. There's nothing more than I love Tilda Swinton, who's playing multiple characters in a movie. Yes, <laughs> she's so good. I love that. She's so good. Why not? <laughs> so, so you may have just convinced me that I like Okja more than I thought. Um, there you go. Well, and then, so my contribution to the list that Joanna didn't vote for in any way is The Beguiled. Um, because I, <laughs> <laughs> I love Sofia Coppola. You all know Nicole Kidman is my heart and soul. And yep. Kirsten Dunst, again, should have been a supporting actress nominee. Like, this was an excellent film, beautifully acted, it has one of, like, the grossest revenge dinner scenes I've ever seen. And you just leave it feeling hot and sweaty and just, ugh, just nasty. And I loved it. Like, and, <laughs> and then our last honorable mention that both Joanna and I voted for and was just out of our top ten, Blade yeah. Runner 2049. Because remember, Joanna's right. Always listen to her. 
So Joanna, let's do, let's count it down alternatingly. So tell me okay. what's our number 10 of the year? Our number 10 is Logan. Ooh, again, another movie where Joanna was right all along. <laughs> oh my God, I feel the pressure now. No, 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 you were right. And everyone needs to listen to you all the time. That is such a dynamic film. I've, ne- I've never seen a superhero movie that felt that raw and that intimate and that had such an overwhelming sense of melancholy. Yeah. And it never felt yeah, heavy handed. It never felt labored or forced. It just, no. it, it was exactly what it meant to be. And I loved the genre mixing. Yes. Or the combo of a superhero Western. It's a superhero movie. It's a Western. It's a road movie. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Oh my god. And it and it also feels I think very distinctly American. Because I yes. don't think that this yes. story for its good and its bad could happen yeah. anywhere else. There's something very very American about the um the loner hero yes. of like um a John Wayne, that type of figure where they're this cowboy who's doing the right thing. Yes, come hell or high water, they get it yes. done. Yeah. Yeah. They're and, doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And just think about it. Like, for the last probably 10 or 15 years, Hugh Jackman has been Wolverine. And he's been yep. this portrait of, like, macho power and superhero, like, awesomeness. And in yep. this, we see his final chapter. And it's not pretty. Hot damn, it's good. Oh, my God. And we see the wear and tear it takes on his body. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful film. Well, eight and nine, if you look, are tied. Which oh, is appropriate yeah. because one is a film I love and the other is a film Joanna loves. So I'll speak a little <laughs> bit about the film I love. So in eight and nine tied, whichever order you want to say, um, is Call Me By Your Name. And I love this movie. Like I loved how vividly you felt like you were in Italy in this magical summer. And there was this real sense of desire and seduction that takes place where you don't know do these two characters love each other is it in their head are they kind of alone in this or is it more is it something that's meant to be I loved how powerful it was I loved how slowly it moved and I loved that immense feeling of satisfaction that you got when they finally came together I think what's interesting too, obviously it wasn't my favorite movie of the year, but I do love when a film relies on visuals over narrative, over um, dialogue. uh, dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something really satisfying about that, especially in cinema. mm -hmm. Well, I will say that film did it really well, and it's all about looks. Yes. Stairs, and yeah, versus anyone actually specific explicitly saying yeah. I like you do you yeah. like me right mm-hmm. and and that's the thing too is that it, I think it really interestingly deconstructs like the gaze you know yes. of cinema to say wait is this longing is this desire or is this am I alone in this so I think it's yeah. a very kind of singular personal film and I thought that the colors were so vivid I thought you felt like you were in Italy I just I didn't want it to end and it's two and a half hours I think it's interesting that you mentioned the gaze or yeah. like looking. Yeah. I couldn't take my eyes off of Army. Um, what's his name again? Army Hammer. I couldn't take my eyes off him. No. You just can't stop watching him. Well, no, you can't. And and he's so good in it because he's just instantly captivating. And he's oh, yeah. he's so, so 
he's so other and so different from everything else in this world that you're like fixed on him like you would one of the sculptures that they're studying yeah he was he was captivating <laughs> joanna's like uh-huh all uh-huh. over yeah <laughs> So, Joanna, tell me about your choice that gets on at number eight. Number eight, number choice for me, is Three Billboards. Mm-hmm. I love this film. I've said it before. I, I love it. I think it's profoundly moving. Mm-hmm. I think the acting is top shelf amazing. It's so good. It's so well so acted. Um, I I just profoundly loved it. I thought it, it, was, it was great. Yeah. And I, I think... I think that there are so many beautiful moments courtesy of Frances McDormand. And my favorite thing in the entire film is when you watch the reveal of what the billboards say. I do too. And how powerful and how damning that is a message to our legal system. I think that was a powerful moment. Another powerful moment for me was, spoiler alert's coming up. If you haven't seen it, it's a little late at this point. But Sorry. Fast forward Sorry. 15 seconds. <laughs> uh, when she's at the police station, yeah. he coughs blood. Yes. That interaction of of the the dynamic is supposed to be like cop versus um, like villain or, and there's supposed yeah. to be that tension. And then she's in his, instantly like, oh no, baby, it's okay. And, and oh, like yeah. comforting him. And then. And she cares for deeply, him. Yeah. Yeah. Deeply powerful. And I and I also thought Woody Harrelson's character's journey and the trajectory that takes is fascinating and one that we haven't really seen handled as sensitively or as delicately as it was in this film. Yeah, it was it was a damn it was beautiful. Um. So then, yeah. number seven, Joanna is one that got on because of how much I liked it, and I I don't think you minded it, but you obviously didn't love it as much as I did. Um, I mean, it was a movie that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think, honestly, my favorite movie of the year was Personal Shopper. <laughs> and I think it was just this really powerful look at isolation and identity and ghosts. All while Kristen Stewart's buying really expensive things in fancy old France. And I love I loved it for a half an hour of this movie. I seriously wondered... Is Kristen Stewart texting a ghost? And I know that sounds nuts. If you haven't seen it, you're probably like, what the hell is Sean saying? But it's beautiful. And since we talked about it in a past episode, I won't dig any more into it. But I just had to give it a shout out because I think that was a singular moment for me where I walked out going, I've never seen a ghost story like this. I've never seen a movie like this. Huh. So what's next, Joanna? Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I was just thinking back to that film, and I was like, huh. Remember that time that Kristen Stewart was unhappy being a personal shopper in Paris? Yeah. Being fancy? Yeah. Well, she, did, she just had lost her twin. That's fair. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I love that I'm like, but Kristen Stewart's going through a lot in Paris while she's personal shopping, Joanna. <laughs> oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I'll watch it again. I'll watch it again. You don't have to. Uh, it's okay. It's an alienating movie. No one else liked it as much as I did, and that's fine. <laughs> so, Joanna, so, in the next one, this is a this was a big one for both of us. This is a big one, both, and we scored it the same. Yeah, which is fascinating. That's fun. This is the only movie on our list that we scored like this high, like the same. 
Anyway, without further ado, it's Wind River. Yes, and number six. One of, like, the most searing looks at justice in America, like, this year. And in terms of editing, there's one particular moment in the film where Mm -hmm. it's edited so damn beautifully when a door opens and it opens into, like, a flashback. Yeah. You remember that? Oh, yeah. It's powerful. It's so powerful. And you finally get some answers on what's going on. Yeah. And I think it's great. And I think I said this in the first the first time that we talked about it, but it just, there were so many times that it echoed the silence of the lambs. And for me, that's a huge compliment. I think it's just like such a moving story and it puts such a human face on an issue that unfortunately people aren't aware of or talking about. Um, It's funny that you mentioned silence of the lambs because they just released a criterion. Yeah, they did. I bought it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. (laughs) It's upstairs. It's, it's so beautiful. good. It's a it's an amazing film, and it holds up. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it, it does. It really holds up. Yeah. The so, next one. Can I say this five. one? Can I say yeah, our number five? Yeah. So our number five is *The Shape of Water* by my beloved yeah, Guillermo del Toro, and I, I think that this movie had beautiful production design. I think that the creature in it is a beautiful homage to so many famous monster movies. And I think that Sally Hawkins gives, in my mind, the performance of the year. It's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. I think anything Guillermo directs is beautiful. Yeah. He always has such an awareness of color. Uh-huh. And that you, you can't not love. And the thing, it, it, it has so many beautiful textures to it. And all of the color use, like you said, it's all so specific. And it has such good performances. Is it sloppy at times in terms of storytelling and narrative? Yes. But but visually, I think it's perfect. Yep. Like I, you know I, me. I think yeah. anything that kind of pushes our boundaries of sexuality, I'm, I'm into. Yeah. I think it's fun and sexy. Yeah. And this one does it. I mean, she's having sex with the merman. She is, and and it does it in a way that doesn't feel cheap. Like by the yeah. time that happens, it feels earned. Do I wish I think- that we would have seen them get to know each other more? Of course. Yeah. That's literally what I was going to say. Because they rushed that. Backstory? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, yeah, it, it's, it, it has some sloppy elements in terms of narrative. And, the thi- and, and, and that's, like, I want you to all know, like, I love Guillermo. Like, he is the patron saint of cinema in my mind. But he's not infallible. Like, there, there can be things yeah. that don't work. That said, Pan's Labyrinth is a perfect movie, and I'll fight any of you. So don't even bother disagreeing with me. Like I'm not, in, I'm not interested in what you have to say. So this is an excellent film, though. I've never hated Michael Shannon as much as I hated him in this one. And I, I just as a villain, I just didn't, I didn't like him. I just yeah. didn't. Yeah. I wanted the villain from Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Everybody wants Captain Vidal. Oh man, he was he was despicable, but in a really like yeah. A great way for that film. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And I like I I know I said it earlier, but I have to give a shout out to Sally Hawkins. She does yeah. some work that she doesn't say a single word because her her character can't speak, so she signs everything, and it's just this harrowing thing of beauty. Yeah. And and he's always said that he wants to just focus on the visuals, and I think he found such a creative way to do that, where he he tells her entire story so beautifully only through her face and through images yeah. i feel like i just yeah. got choked up saying that i was just like oh my god you did it you did it here it's beautiful 
<laughs> so, Joanna, tell me about our next film, which was super high on your list and also very high on mine, but not quite as high as yours. It was very high on my list. Mm-hmm. I, I love it, hands mm-hmm. down. Yes. I wholeheartedly do not understand uh-huh. if Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yes. It was a damn treat. It's a beautiful I film. I loved it. The last, the last meeting of Luke and Leia, that throne room oh. fight scene. Adam, Oscar, Daisy. All of them. Everyone. Oh. Laura Dern. Oh, yeah, Laura Dern. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think incredible performances, beautiful visuals, incredible special effects. Incredible special effects. And there's a sequence in which a major spaceship gets destroyed. And um, something happens cinematically that is, honest to God, perfect. That and the Red Throne Room. Yeah. It blew my mind. Like, my, my jaw was, like, it was on the floor. I couldn't, I could not process anything else. Yeah, I 100% agree. It was beautiful. Yep. So then, our next film, Joanna, that we haven't really talked about yet for... We ma- haven't. It, it's so high on our list, it's number three... Get Out. This is one. I didn't get a chance to see this in the theater. Really? And it, no, I didn't. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, for me. Um, <laughs> but I thought it would be... And, and it was much better than I was expecting. Oh, yeah. In a really good way. It was very well done. Mm-hmm. It's, it's um, powerful. It's scary. And it has some really fascinating insights into race in America today. I think the acting's exceptional. I think the direction is acceptable. Mm-hmm. Or exceptional, sorry. Um, yeah. I, yeah. It was a real surprise to me. I loved what it did on the genre, too. It was like oh, satire yeah. horror, almost. Well, and that's the thing, is that it kept sneaking up on you. Because it was constantly shifting gears where you're like, well, what is happening? And and yeah. and what what's going on with these people, you know? And yeah. then having that central performance... From Daniel Kaluuya. God, he was perfect in that role. And Allison yeah. Williams. Oh my goodness. Catherine Keener, Bradley Whitford. Catherine, yeah. That cast was incredible. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and then our number two. Yes. I was surprised on this one. I'm surprised at how high it is on our list, but I me loved too. it. I loved it, Joanna. Yeah, me too. Um, Darkest Hour. Yes. Darkest yeah. Hour. Thank you, Joe Wright, for telling Dunkirk's story appropriately and this is one sean that i was like sean should i see this and you went uh-huh yeah and i did right i was kind of like do i see it is it doing the same thing and mm-hmm. i loved it loved and i i almost didn't go to see it i'm gonna be honest with you because i yeah. did a marathon weekend a couple of weekends ago to try and get caught up with all the oscar nominees and i was looking at it and i was like well do i go do i not it's gary oldman he's so great i should probably see it yeah. and i left it being, I saw six movies that weekend because I was like in maximum overdrive. It was yeah. my second favorite of the weekend. Yeah. Like it blew me away. It made me cry. It made me feel things and understand this situation and this history in a way that had never been fully contextualized to me. Yeah. Because it, it's hard, I think, from our perspective now, looking back on history and, and understanding the Third Reich and Nazis as we do and knowing when the war ended. It's hard for me to think that there was a period of time where England almost fell. Yeah. In terms of current, like, geopolitical realities, that doesn't seem like a possibility. And for this movie to show me that in such a vivid, painful way, 
was so good. I'm going to throw a little comparison out here. Please do. You might not like it, and I'm thinking some viewers might not like it, but I'm going to throw it out there. Okay. This is going to be provoking. Ooh. I think there's something very interesting about this film coming out this year. Yeah. About a leader. <laughs> Sorry, I know where you're going now. Is disliked. Yep. Who's talked badly about. Uh-huh. And who has very controversial new ideas. Yes. <laughs> and yes, I made that comparison. I know you hate it. <laughs> Sorry. I just I Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, I said, yeah. I'm just thinking there's some parallels, all right? Yeah. So I wonder what the history books will write. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I think, um, yeah. but no, I, I think that that's fascinating because you're right at the time, like people were not fully on board with him. No. And I've got, I've got to be honest with you, Joanna. Obviously I never want to root against Oh my god, I just feel exhausted saying this. I never want to like root against like the president of my country because obviously his failures become the failures of our country on a very serious and real level. So obviously I want him to not be horrible, but he's given me very little reason to think he's going to do it. That Donald, he's got it. And wouldn't it be funny because you, you never said specifically who I wish that you were like hey Canadians I'm talking about Justin Trudeau (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just like the selfish American who's like Donald we hate him no you read the room right Sean you you got the parallel I was making I read the room (laughs) but I also I also will say that living in rural North Dakota as I am right now I think that my anger (laughs) is heightened because everyone around me is like, that Donald, he says what we're thinking. <laughs> and then I go, no, he doesn't. Does he? God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired and liberal, Joanna. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was so... I feel like we need all, all need t-shirts that say that. Yes. <laughs> great you sell a lot of those t-shirts i oh my god we'd sell a lot not up here but i'd sell a lot yeah not not where you're from but 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 generally across the country so joanna let's let's end this on a beautiful triumphant high note with our podcast's first ever number one film of the year yep i'm proud to say it let's say it together joanna okay i'll do one two two, three three. ladybird yay (laughs) Greta Gerwig made something so incredibly powerful and nostalgic without in any way being cliche or cloying. Because it's a journey that we've seen before, and it's a journey many of us have been on, where at the time as a teenager, we don't respect or understand the sacrifices that our parents are making for us. And then when we get out of the house, we start to go, oh God, they did all of these things for me. And I think the film does it in such an interesting way where mm-hmm. unlike other coming-of-age stories where it's such a focus on the teen yeah. or on that main character mm-hmm. and we don't really get a chance to see the parents or their perspective, this film really balances it well. It does. Where we, we see the parents. We, we understand their mm-hmm. motivations. And they're totally acceptable. Yeah. And then we see Lady Bird and hers are totally acceptable. Yes. You know, and you understand, you can see why there's a clash yeah. between them, right? 
I think uh, I love. I don't know. This is a particular thing in cinema that I've always liked. I love when cinema uses like a space, yeah, and space to kind of to give their characters more meaning. And I think it's really interesting, like being in Sacramento, yeah. that lady who feels that she wants to leave and she doesn't like it, and she wants to go where culture is, mm-hmm. and her mother loves this place, yeah. And then by the end of it, Lady Bird has this profound love of where she's from, and she misses like, it, yeah, yeah. And I think it's also really interesting to the work that Greta Gerwig did with Lady Bird's character in that she was embarrassed of being from, like, the quote-unquote wrong side of the tracks. So she oh, lied yeah. about being from a more rich neighborhood. Yeah. And I think that there's something so powerful about that. And it's so it speaks so much to how uncomfortable Lady Bird is with her own situation. And I think that that is, like, without question, probably one of the most interesting bits of analysis of class that we have seen on film this year that and even to extend on class when um the father gave the son the position or was excited for him his yes. son in that position yes even like in terms of um generational mm-hmm. clash fascinating i thought well and aging and being left behind yeah yeah oh Man. it's such a good film it's so beautiful and um, i it comes out yeah. soon, and I cannot wait to buy it and watch it, and then try and force everyone in my life to watch it with me. <laughs> yeah. I I think the relationship between like a mother and teenage daughter like that, I think it was so relatable. It was yeah. so relatable, and and honest and beautiful. Yeah. 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 No, it That's just the reason why it was number one on both of our lists. Yes, it was. It made it so high. So with our tallies, the way we had it. Lady Bird has 29 points total out of a possible 30. Okay. Darkest yeah. Hour, which an excellent film that we both loved. The next closest film has eight less points. We love Lady Bird way more than we loved everything else. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Well, and that's why I thought this was such a cool exercise. And I think hopefully thing that our listeners in the future can look forward to for years to come. Um, but I think, I think it's cool to have like our own little mini critics group, because like we said, some of these obviously like for you, personal shopper, um, and the beguiled, like they wouldn't have made your list, but that doesn't mean that they're any less deserving. Or for me, like three billboards wouldn't have made my list, but you know what? I'm damn proud to have it on our combined list because this is who we are and this is our taste. And these are the films that matter to us. Very interesting. I agree. Yeah. And so I just, I just want to give you a digital hug, Joanna, and to our listeners, because (laughs) this was a project that I think worked out very beautifully. Yep. And if you haven't already, I think there's something very rewarding, Mm -hmm. like actually sitting down and writing out, or just like thinking about what you loved in cinema, you know, this year or in 2017. Exactly. And to start to look at what are the threads and things that they have in common and what are the themes that they're concerned about and what are they really getting at? Because when we start looking at it, so many of these films are concerned with class and race and history. But then also when we start to look at things that are a little bit more speculative and a little bit more genre driven, they're also really concerned about who we are and where we're going as a people, you know? Yep. And then there's The Shape of Water that's like, we're about history, but we're also about gill men. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. So no, I just, I think it's a fascinating list, and I think that for our 
listeners out there, I think if you sat down and watched these 15 or 16 films, you would have a really good sense of what was going on this year. I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. Because we do a good job, I think, of hitting some really nice indies, but then we're also not snobs. Like, one of the highest grossing movies of the year, Star Wars, is very high on our list, and it deserves to be there, because it's incredible. Oh my goodness. Well, Joanna, it's been an absolute pleasure, and friends and listeners, I really hope that you take some time and watch some of these movies, because if you have not seen them, they're cool. And they're real certified. Oh my goodness, yes. Um, They are... (laughs) All officially real, R E E L, good. You see what we did there? Yeah. <laughs> and so we will be posting more real good recommendations on our Facebook yep. page regularly. So if you aren't already uh, a fan of our Facebook page, please like it. Um, and then we're also going to send you some cautionary tales because sometimes Joanna and I watch things and we go, that's real bad. And don't worry, we'll let you know. So this week in real bad, fifteen seventeen. <laughs> your money, folks. Yeah, and I, my real good for this week, and I think your real good for this week, Annihilation. Yes. Annihilation, top shelf science fiction horror, Natalie Portman awesomeness, and production design awesomeness, like um, and Oscar Isaac awesomeness. Yeah. And cinematography. So ba- basically everything about this movie works in a real way. Because it's wow. smart it's smart sci-fi, it's female driven sci-fi, it's R-rated sci-fi. We need to support it. Yeah. And I, I think again, it's something that I'd never seen. I had never seen a kaleidoscope like that on screen before. No, no. And the way that they yeah. show how that landscape is changing and evolving. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh my god, it's beautiful, but it's also really... It gets under your skin. Like, it makes you start to feel like, if this is possible, then what else is possible? And it's eerie, and all the performances are so good. So go see Annihilation right now, right now, right now. If you're looking for something a little not as heavy... Uh Uh-huh. Go see Black Panther. Yes, because Black Panther was incredible, and it is also real good. Yes, it is super real good. <laughs> a real good time. How many times did I see Black Panther opening weekend? Twice. Because it's real good. Yeah, you did. <laughs> All I have to say is Wakanda Forever. It's one of my favorite um, Marvel solo movies. And I think it's the best thing they've done since The Avengers. Yeah, I, it's exceptional. I, I completely agree. I think I, whenever I see any of those Avenger movies, uh-huh. any of the Marvel movies, all I'm looking for is them to show me something that I've never seen before. Yes. In terms of special effects or the action scenes or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, something something new and unique. Yes. And this one did it. And they did it real well. And they did it in a way that's very culturally resonant and that's really yeah. intriguing. But no, I think it's such an important look at race and also like race in America too. And I, and I just, I think it's so valuable having representation like that. That's more inclusive. And I think something that it does really well that Marvel is unfortunately lacking in, and it's the only thing that DC is doing well right now. Um, they have some kick-ass women in this movie. Yeah. They, oh man. Um, so my thing, I watched the walking dead. So for anyone who watched The Walking Dead, yeah, uh, 
Oh my god, I'm completely forgetting her name. Michonne. Michonne. Oh my god. From the beginning, I'm like, that's Michonne. Like, mm-hmm. that's her name. Yeah. It's Michelle. Give her a samurai sword. She got this. <laughs> She's gonna handle this. <laughs> yeah, she kicked ass. Oh, I, I loved it. Yeah. Loved her. And Chadwick Boseman is so good. Like, yeah. I, I think he's such a good actor, and I think he's such a compelling screen presence. Because from, like, the minute he, like, comes on screen, you're just like, oh, yeah, you're a king. Yeah, you are. You're, like, the most powerful, smartest person in the room. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> um, something else that Joanna and I like, um, this isn't a spoiler, that we love it, because we've talked about it before, is one of our most anticipated films of the year, and we stand by it because it came out in January and started the year off right. Paddington oh. 2. Paddington 2. <laughs> I haven't loved a movie like that in a really long time. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I did too. I Something occurs in this film, and I'm not going to give it away because it's a treasure and I would never ruin this for someone else. Something happens that made me guttural sob in the movie theater. Like, surrounded by children, alone. Yeah. And they the film knew it. The film was like, yeah and then i was like yeah you got me paddington but no that cast is incredible and paddington is just he is the kind of character and figure and role model we need right now because he's all about hope and joy and bringing out the goodness in people well and and think about like if wes anderson did a movie where a bear goes to prison it would look like this it would look exactly like that yeah beautiful pastel colors oh my god and then these beautiful pastries that they make like once paddington gets his way and starts turning (laughs) things around yes oh my god i loved it and also if you have not seen paddington yet please stay for the post credit scene or when you get the blu-ray please watch it because there's a beautiful musical number it's so funny just all around it's a heck of a movie I'm shocked that it was this good, to be honest. I think with mm-hmm. sequels, yes, it's so hard to make a good sequel. I know? do, too. I think so, too. Yeah. But it, it really, as, as weird as it sounds, like, because it's, it's part of the plot, so I'm not spoiling anything, for Paddington to go to prison, like, for a, a live-action cute little bear to go to an adult human male prison, it was really poignant. Like, like I felt a lot of things, and Hugh Grant was having the time of his life as that villain. Well, um, Joanna, I think, I think it's been a lovely discussion. Sure has. And I, and I don't want to talk our listeners' ears off any more than we already have. Yep. yep. Because we need them to keep coming back every so often. Yep. Absolutely. 